Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome you back to Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. We asked the great and the good of the wrestling world to choose three wrestling matches they would watch while stranded on a desert island. Thunder cracks across Cultaholic Island. It shocks the secret underground layer of Deep Destro and from within the bowels of his evil laboratory, a heart starts to beat, blood starts to pump, a desire for the Impact World title fizzes in the brain. It's alive! It's PCO! And he's not human! PCO, how you doing? I'm doing great. What a what a sensational, sensational introduction. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, you got me uh, on the goosebumps. Now. Oh, only great. the best for the French Canadian Frankenstein, of course. Yeah. Yes, of course. Well, we're looking ahead to Under Siege, and we're going to talk about your match with Steve Macklin on the 26th. But we're still reeling, PCO, from your last rights match that you had with mm. Eddie Edwards. Now, I've got to ask, were you aware of, to, to put it nicely, the infamy of the last rights match before you guys uh, went into it? And how did you feel about it? I mean, uh, I felt good about it, but I've I've heard, like, different horror story uh, about other last rights match or whatever. I've heard like tons of things that I was not aware of, but you know, I stayed focused and I just, you know, I just control what I could control and, and put my best game out there. And uh, I think Edwards did the same, you know, he went out there and left it all there. And, uh, I think uh, for me, this is going to be a memorable, memorable match. This is one of my favorite match because because that feud was so long. You know, it's it's a long time coming all the way to the last right uh, or you know casket match or whatever we can call it. But uh, it, it was pretty uh, pretty uh, intense moments for me. 
I love the bit where you said, um, you know, we, you know, we control what we can and we don't control the stuff that we don't. One of those things you couldn't control was your shoulder dislocating mid-match. That looked horrific. The whole thing just popping out like that. And you instantly rolled out of the ring, crashed it into the turnbuckle post a few times. I get the impression, PCO, that this has happened before. (laughs) Yeah, it did happen before. It happens sometimes, but uh, on on that, and, and this, I was like, okay, I thought about, uh, the, the movie with Mel Gibson, uh, a little weapon for, I believe, when he popped back to his shoulder. Uh, he's, I, I think he's on a bridge or something, like a wooden bridge. or And then he, the shoulder kept giving up, and then he puts it back up during the movie, you know, two or three times, or at least the last time. And it's a big, the big uh, finish at the end of the, the movie. So uh, I thought that was a cool visual. You know, I thought it was going to be that was going to add like some emotions to that match, not being human and things like that. It certainly did. It added emotions to me. It made me feel a bit sick, but in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. incredible. Well, the thing, the thing, the thing is like when you when you watch PCO wrestle, you never know what's going to happen. You 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 never know is he going to malfunction, dive on the space where there's nobody at the wrong place, and then. Oh, he gets back and hit the guy or, you know, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And that makes it so unpredictable. And so I think, uh, yeah, the fact that you never know what's going to happen, it's kind of you're on the edge of your seat saying, okay, what this crazy guy is going to bring up now? You know, we so cannot... that's, uh, that's the way I look at it. <laughs> We cannot predict what PCO will do next, nor can we predict uh, what three wrestling matches PCO would watch while stranded on a desert island. And uh, we're going to ask you, as the, as the interview goes on, we'll go one by one by one. Um, but for your first match for your island, PCO, what would you like it to be? Well, there are, a lot of them would be like some some of them, I think, at least uh, be in the uh, uh, old days, you know, old old time of pro wrestling when I broke in uh, because they, they're the ones who uh, where I got hooked on pro wrestling, you know, I got hooked on the, that's what I want to be, you know? So uh, uh, of course, a lot of them, but one of them for sure, uh, a couple of them comes from international wrestling when, you know, wrestling was still regional, regional, like, uh, Territorial, you know, it's, it was not worldwide. Uh, again, like Vince hasn't at that time, WWE didn't uh, expand yet. There was still uh, on the Northeast, and so there was many other territories. So there were some good ones in Calgary and the Maritimes, and Montreal was one of them, and also Vancouver. So I, I kind of grew up uh, at the end of the territories. So uh, I grew up watching international wrestling, and uh, King Tonga came in. He was, well, he drew right away, like he was drawing big crowds, and Dino Bravo was the champ. So uh, when I look at the stuff that Dino was doing now, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm, I'm not so impressed. But when I was like 12, 13, 14, and then, then I was impressed because I didn't didn't know much about the business and the business as added and evolved to where it is now. So now it's it's way different than it was then. But for me, uh, 
the one match that really uh, blew my mind as a kid, and I went with my dad to watch it, was the Road Warriors against Dino Bravo and King Tonga. Because the Road Warriors came in from AWA in Montreal, and they 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 just started back then, you know, uh, two three minute squash matches. So we we've seen a lot of for, for the first time ever we, we're watching guys like squashing other guys, and then you knew now okay now they're gonna go against those, you know, let's say first maybe they put like uh, Joel Duke and and let's say Gino Brito, and then the Road Warriors would go through them, and then. Uh, eventually, it's it's either Martel and, and Bravo against the Road Warriors or or Bravo and Tonga, which before they got together, they had a big rivalry where they, they fought for the world title, and then now they were joining just to get rid of the Road Warriors. So that was that was a great great evening for me. And there weren't many uh, occasions, uh, if if I'm right, this is the this would have been one from from June of '85 in the Forum. There weren't many that, like you say, could go toe to toe with the Road Warriors. This is, you know, they they ran through a lot of people. But Dino Bravo and King Tonga, you know, good friends, better enemies, uh, took it to them. Uh, that that how how important were those nights at the forum for you when you were growing up in becoming a wrestler? Well, if you think about a local promotion drawing, like uh, almost selling out the forum, which was like eighteen thousand five hundred. I mean, it was super important. I mean, that was that was the highlight of the week, the highlight of the month. You know, that uh, I knew ahead of time I was going there, and uh, I was gonna have some tickets there, and that was great. What was the moment when you decided that you didn't want to just watch wrestling anymore? You wanted to do it. I used to ask my dad to go to many shows, like, uh, and then I, when I was fourteen, I told my dad that that's what I want to become. I want to be a uh, pro wrestler and then my mom and my dad they thought uh no it's he's young it's gonna go away you know it's it's gonna last like a few months and and then i started to uh, you know ask my dad to find a uh, a place where uh i could have a wrestling school so i wanted to start my wrestling school when i was 16 so I was really into it, and then uh, my dad says, uh, oh, I, know, uh, "I know one of my friends because uh, we had a store. Like we have like a, a convenience store when I was young, and so uh, we had a lot of customers." So my dad said, "I think I know someone," and and uh, the guy came in, and we had a discussion, and then he said, "Yeah, I'll come. I'll bring you to Montreal downtown, and we'll, we'll set you up with the school." So uh, that's how it all started. Like I knew right away that's what I wanted to be. Uh, your, your your father and uh, and the the people around you big supporters in in you becoming a wrestler. Uh, but let's let's jump but, but forward. None of, none of them were wrestling fans. None of them like wrestling. <laughs> I was the only one. They did it purely for for me for their son. You know. But that means even more, doesn't it? When they go, we don't quite understand the world, <laughs> but we're gonna yeah. help you because this is something that you like. This is something that you love. I think it means even more then where they just yeah. go. We don't get it, but yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, so away from away from uh, your your family, speaking of your father, let's talk. Let's jump forward and talk about your creator. Let's talk about D Destro, uh, the man behind the monster that is PCO. Now I know that D Destro is a a, a big monster movie fan. Uh, he's one of those fans of sort of old school feats of strength, and that's kind of where the character came oh, from. Yeah. Are you a horror movie guy as well, PCO? 
No, not not like him. Like he's he's uh, basically mainly horror movie guy. Uh, he likes it a lot, especially the old ones. Like uh, he, he grew up with those movies, and uh, so the two Destros, both passion, like two passions from for Destro. You just named it. It's uh, old time strongman feats of strength, which he's one of them. Like he's been approved by all the legends of this like the big buff and uh i don't know all the names the mighty adams and uh all the big american names and even from england like i think uh uh you know during uh the louis sear uh at the time that was a big rivalry with uh the guy who was doing a lot of backflips with weights uh can't remember his name but he was from england he was super over and he was challenging Luis here and uh, Lois, Lois Sire, whatever that you say it in English, like it's a little bit different. But uh, he, uh, yeah, he fell, he falls right into that category, uh, doing things like that. So for him, the monster, uh, yeah, he just saw it in me. Like one time, we, just, we were training together, I didn't have a character really yet, and then. I walked away from him and he said, that's it. You are Frankenstein. That, that you're him. You know, you walk like him. You, the, the way you move and everything is, is just you. you know? and, and that's how he came up with the idea. When when he said that to you, uh, you know, and looking back at the, at the career you've had, this is one of the more outlandish persona that you've had. When D. Destro says, right, you're going to be Frankenstein. Was there any doubt about that working? <laughs> Well, for me, I never liked that that monster. You know, I thought he was pretty ugly, and uh, I never seen anything in it. But uh, it kind of caught up to me, like, wow, maybe this could work because uh, he knew everything about uh, this character. He, every single detail is the he's afraid of fire, or he's this, or he's. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't hate the kids, but he, he's not he's not a bad, you know, he's not a bad guy. He's just, you know, what he knew everything, you know, he told me everything. And he keeps on telling me, you know, the, the closer you're going to be to the roots of this character, which now it's perfect creation one. Uh, you know, it's my own thing, but, you know, it's really uh, based on, on Frankenstein. But uh, I think I'm trying to be very very close to that to the roots of of this character to to generate the uh the the souvenir from the past and the nostalgia and, and all those those little uh moments that people have thrilled on and and and, and then not just with this movies but with with different other things just trying to bring nostalgia into because a lot of people they, they think oh, our wrestling's a I'm trying to get do both, you know, what we're doing today in wrestling and what was done before and try to mix everything together and, and get that nostalgia and get that 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 new era of wrestling both combined together. Uh, a great guy, I believe, as a, I'm just a, a, a fan of wrestling and, and we talk about it, but I believe that when you lean into something, 
it becomes so much better. If you kind of go half-hearted and half-witted into it, not so much. But if you go 100% into it, then you win every time. And there's one particular PCO moment I'm just I'm itching to tell you about, and uh, which you know about already because you, well, you did it. Uh, it was at Final Battle in 2019. It was you versus Roosh. Uh, you were on the back foot, and we see D-Destro bring out a hearse, and jumpstart you with jumper cables and i say to this day one of my favorite bits in a wrestling match is watching somebody get restarted with a hearse um whose idea was that and whose hearse was that i have to know oh we bought the hearse i bought the hearse you know that was my hearse we 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 uh we didn't drive it because uh, it was a good one but it was not in a in order enough to drive 14 hours but it was it was good enough to you know drive like say an hour with it but uh never from montreal to baltimore it was not good enough so we kind of tow it on a u-haul like when you put the two the first two wheels up and the the two wheels are still on the <laughs> on the on the streets so it was pretty crazy we did that that long run like uh, it was like almost what 13 14 hour drive uh with the hearse in the back and then uh, i mean it could have you liked it it was good but it could have been a little bit better because what happened it's during the afternoon someone sat on the hood and it locked and destro had to break the whole front of the car to uh to access the battery because we couldn't open up the hood properly, but someone sat it during the afternoon ah. after we told nobody should go near the hearse, you know? So it was one of those moments where he had to react quick and had to make it up, you know, for, for what happened. So it was, uh, it was, uh, it came out good. It came out okay. Cause you didn't see the difference, but me, I was so mad. I was so pissed. I was so hot. I feel bad bringing that up now. I feel bad. I didn't want to. No, no, no. Because I thought good, it was brilliant. It, it, it's good. <laughs> it, it, it was brilliant. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was great. I mean, uh, but it could have been 10 times better. We, we had to, to kind of just, you know, play with it at, at, at with the surprise, which is part of pro wrestling, it's part of yeah. You try to you try to control every variant that could happen. You know, you go okay. We're gonna make sure we're gonna put something so the hood's not gonna lock. We're gonna put somebody here. So you know, you try to protect everything to make sure everything's gonna work accordingly to the to the plan, and then eventually something goes wrong. So. It's just, uh, I feel like it's just a good preparation for if something bigger comes up, you know, uh, or it happens again, we, we won't make the same mistake twice. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Second match, let's do it. So we've had uh, we had a, we had a classic with Dino Bravo and the Tonga Kid versus the Road Warriors. What would you like your second match for your day? Well, my, my second match won't surprise anyone. I mean, it is probably up there on a lot of people's mind. And sure, I'm not telling you what it is. I'm going to start with WrestleMania three, and I'm sure you're going to pop up the match. That's right. Uh, and that's uh, my Little match. Tokyo and King Kong Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Hogan Andre. No, 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 no. It was Savage. Steamboat Savage. Steamboat Savage. Ah, nice. Yeah, this, yeah it's yeah. a popular one. It's a popular one. It's just, it, it's one of those matches, isn't it, that just stands the test of time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They were... Uh... They were so uh, innovative and so uh, ahead of their time in that match, and uh, I don't know. It was uh, I was really impressed with that match. They, 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 they I can't remember the whole match right now. It's been a while, but I remember it stroked my mind. You know, like it was really like something that was out of the blue. One of the best match I've ever seen back then. No, I know um, you and Savage didn't cross too many paths in the ring. Um, well, he did a lot of uh, he did a lot of commentaries over some of my matches. In particular, the uh, the one where uh, you know we dropped the titles to the Samoans. So that was Randy doing the commentaries with them. So uh, I was quite happy with that. I mean, because I was a big fan of Randy. Yeah, I was, so, yeah, work, I just mean, having, I was just having him doing commentaries on many of my matches because I think, uh, I think 90, 93 to 95 almost, he was a commentator. He was doing Raw, yeah, so he would have called quite a few of, of your matches and yeah. been behind the scenes with you. And, uh, he was he, was he a good, he was he, I, I can't yeah. imagine he was anything but a strong influence backstage. Well, he was, uh, since he was a commentator, he wouldn't mix up that much with the boys back then. Uh, I wouldn't see him that much, but uh, never, never had anything bad to say against Randy. I mean, for 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 the way he did the commentary on my matches, uh, I was always happy with what he came up with and the way that he put me over, and uh, really put me over big time in his commentary. And uh, so it was just, uh, it was just all good, you know, for for for. My relationship with Randy was was always good. Like I never had any yeah, anything yeah. to say. 
Yeah. It was a very different time in your career when Savage was calling your matches uh, as your one half of the, the Quebecers then. Uh, yeah. You've reinvented and you've reanimated yourself so many times, but I'm going to put you on the spot. If you could choose one persona to come back for one night, would it be uh, as a collective with the Quebecers? Would it be Jean-Pierre Lafitte, everyone's favourite wrestling pirate? Or would it be, a bit out of left field, 2003 X Division star Mr X? Which would you go for, PCO? Oh, it's a hard one. Probably with none of them. Uh, none of them? They're all done? Oh, Lafitte would be would be coming first. Yeah, of course. I mean, X, I know that I didn't like X, but working with a mask was kind of weird for me, and uh, people knew right away who I was. <laughs> they, 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 were, they, they knew who I was right away, but... Uh, and the, the idea that, the, that was brought up behind this, you know, having a heavier guy, you know, 240 pounds working in the egg division and doing stuff that the lighter guys are doing, like, you know, I think the idea was kind of kind of smart, but uh, uh, it, it's not something, my Lafitte character, it's something that I was proud of because that was uh, coming from me since I'm, blind on the right eye and uh wanted to use a a disadvantage to 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 like to make it a negative into a positive to so turn negative into a, a, a positive and wanted to be a, a really a heel character and then, then eventually turn face with uh you know trying to well motivate people that Maybe sometimes when you do have an handicap, you just work harder to get where you want to be. If you don't mind me asking, I'm intrigued to know, how did you uh, become blind in your right eye? Just being a little monsters when I was a kid, you know, just uh, we were a bunch of kids uh, uh, that got into my house, got into my uh, the garage and uh, just started playing with pellet gun and just shooting ourselves in legs. And then we ran out of pellet guns. Uh, we ran out of pellet. And we started putting like uh, it's a game called pick up stick with different colors of sticks where you have to be the green or the yellow or the reds and without the stick touching each other. And then you know, eventually we, we we picked up those sticks and we put them, uh, them in our cannons and uh, we were shutting ourselves in the legs. And I decided that I was hiding behind the counter, my kitchen counter. And um, yeah. So I got right to the skin of my eye. And that's a rounded, rounded edge, you know, like small rounded edge. So uh, it was, uh, I pulled the, uh, the whole eye out when I pulled it. So, I mean, it's still my eye, but it's a lot of damage. But I think it speaks more for the incredible career that you've had, that you've been able to to light it up, be blind in the right eye and, and still and, and still do it. I know you, you know, it's been all your life, so you're used to it. But I think, you know, and I say Lafitte was obviously a, a way of using that for good, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was the idea. That's how I sold it to the company. We'll do your third and final match, uh, PCO. Uh, what would you like that final match to be? Well, it has to be for, for, for various reasons. Uh, I will go with the SummerSlam 92, I believe, with uh, Brett and Davey nice. at Wembley Stadium. Just because I'm a big fan of Brett. I mean, when I when I had my uh, rivalry with Brett, I was, I was super happy. 
because uh, I was all I'm a good friend of Brett, and I was uh, growing up like I, I really liked his style and, and the way he worked. And I've been in Calgary before, and I've seen him work in Calgary. I've seen him work in WWE, and uh, even I've seen posters of him while he was uh, because I, when I went to England for All Star Wrestling, then. Uh, Brian Dixon told me that Brett worked for him before, and uh, no, for 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 all those reasons, and yeah, and he became as I, well, we we got a bit of difference of age, like uh, enough where I could be a, a kid watching him wrestle, and then wanted to become like him, and then going into a feud with him, and uh, and I was also, uh, you know, I also liked the Bulldogs a lot as workers you know so uh this match was uh was a good match for me and i really like that match incredible to see um wembley stadium full full as uh and we're gonna see it again with aew we know with uh, aew going to wembley but impact wrestling heading to australia uh, as it's been announced this week uh, a major tour yeah. down under are you on the tour pco that's the question yes of course of course yes yeah. he's there are you excited yeah. about oz yeah, yeah, very excited. It's going to be my second time in Australia. I was uh, part of the uh, All-Star Wrestling uh, tour, uh, you know, with the guy that was a, a rock promoter back in the year 2001, I believe, when uh, um, was that a big for... dude from Australia uh, came to North America. Uh, was it Nathan Jones? Yeah, I was on that tour with Nathan Jones. Yeah, because that was a, a company that was born sort of in the uh, in you know in the wake of the the end of WCW, and it was started up again and taking on these international legs. And it'd be nice for you to, to head back over there, which you're going to do. But the question is, uh, you're going to go over there as world champion because Impact Under Siege takes place on May the 26th. You are challenging Steve Macklin for the Impact World title. You can watch it on Impact Plus. Uh, also catch up with Impact on DAZN in the UK and select markets. It was only a few years ago that you became the ROH World Champion at 51 years old. Is it fair to say, PCO, that as uh, a few years on from that, you are now more dangerous than ever? Yes, I think I'm more dangerous than uh... I have polished my style, polished my character. Uh, everything is is more accurate, much better. Uh, I think there's enough. Again, there's uh, room for improvement, and that's what I try to do all the time. Keep on improving. Keep on getting better and more. Uh, you know, in sync with my character and uh, everything I do, I have like a few more ideas. I have a bunch of uh, ideas to bring up the characters where I want to bring it up, you know. Uh, so it's always, uh, you know, how am I going to sell it to uh, to the company to, for them to accept it, to say, okay, we're, we, we want to go with this because this sounds, you know, uh, pretty uh, exciting and uh, people will love it will bite on it and they'll go crazy for it so uh, I'm very with Destro we're both super super creative because we're so passionate about this this PCO monster the perfect creation one the D Destro and, and Impact Wrestling and so much passion there to, 
to create something larger than life. And uh, that's why I think I'm so more much dangerous than I was. So are we likely to see something new and terrifyingly creative from PCO at Under Siege? Uh, I, I don't know. I really don't know if it's going to be terrifying or I don't know what it's going to be. I'd like to have something new brought on, but I cannot promise. But uh, I can promise I'll give my all. You know, like I've been champions. You know, like you said, ROH was the, the last time and then uh, WCW and, and WWE. And I mean, the importance of the world title, of winning that title for me, I cannot explain in words or put it on paper. It's, 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 it means so much to me. It's so, so important to me. I want to become Impact World Champions so badly, so badly. And that's me talking. That's the person behind the persona talking right now. It's very, very important. It's a must. It's uh, There's no other way around it. It's got to happen. Well, look, however this goes, we're rooting for you. We are very much rooting for you at Cultaholic uh, for Impact Under Siege. And just to see what you do next for somebody who has done so much in the wrestling industry to continue to find new ways to reinvent, reincarnate and restart and recharge. We are forever encapsulated with what you are doing, PCO. And we thank you uh, for taking the time. Uh, to, to reanimate yourself with us on Cultaholic Island. And all the best for Under Siege, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time, uh, the energy that you display, and uh, the passion. And uh, uh, wishing you uh, all the best, and thanks for everything. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.